Hi, everybody, and welcome back to True Time. With spring coming up and warmer weather in the future, I know a lot of us are excited to get back into the outdoors. However, sadly, these two girls' adventure in the outdoors didn't end as they had planned. These are the mysterious deaths of Chris Kramers and Lisanne Froon. Everybody. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all having a great Monday or whatever day you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great day for you. Yeah. So, Dylan, do you want to talk about our exciting news? Yeah. So we just, uh, well, welcome everyone. And we just received some great news. <laughs> We're just going to jump right into it. Yeah. Um, so... We've been trying to get a cat. I have uh, pretty bad allergies to most common folk cat. Folk cat? (laughs) (laughs) And so we have been trying to find a special cat, special breed, Siberian cat, because they're known to have less of this, what's it called in their spit? The protein. Oh, the enzyme in their spit. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it should help with my allergy levels and... Since we're in Germany, we don't want to have a dog because that's a lot of work in another country. So, cat, Avery loves cats. I'm okay with the cat. And so, (laughs) (laughs) don't let him fool you. He's been extremely excited about this cat that we don't even have yet. I like animals. And this cat is the most dog like cat as well. That's their personality type, that's what they're described as. So, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, so we found a place to adopt a Siberian cat, and we are actually going to be getting him, we would like a boy, Mm -hmm. as a kitten, and they just emailed me like minutes before we started recording that uh, the kittens have been born, and we are allowed to come visit. You're not allowed to um, adopt them until they're a couple weeks older, but we can come visit and maybe pick out the one we want. Yeah. So we're really excited. And for people who are against uh, like buying cats from breeders or any animal, it's not that like that's our first choice. Like we would have just gone to adopt a cat. But in Germany, they don't let Americans adopt uh, from their shelters because so many people have just left them when they PCS or sorry, when they move. So that's gone really bad over with Germans. And then also uh, my allergies. So we sort of need something. We have some special conditions to be met. So yeah, that's where we're at. If you have any questions about that. Yeah. So it's just kind of what fits our lifestyle best. And I think this cat will be really good for Dylan and I's mental health as well. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to have something around to just distract you sometimes to love on and you know sitting on the couch just have a little furry ball cuddle up on you. I'm so excited <laughs> yeah it's mm-hmm. fun but yeah so we are very ready for that we'll keep you guys 
posted on any updates we get. But yeah, so we're hopefully on track to getting a kitten. Yeah. And if you have any recommendations for anything like for taking care of a cat, for food, diet, uh, training, anything, just let us know. Yeah. Dylan and I have both had cats before, but never, at least me, never as like a young kitten. Yeah. No, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, not that I remember. I was very young myself, so Mm -hmm. don't have any experience in it personally. Yeah. So So we have a lot to learn, but we're excited. Mm Mm-hmm. Alrighty, so with that, I'm ready to start this case if you are. I am ready. Okay, so our case this week begins in Panama. Chris Kramers, age 21, and Lysanne Froon, age 22, were from Amherst Fort, Netherlands. The two friends had recently graduated, Chris from University of Utrecht, I hope I'm saying that right, but it's a Dutch university, so I might not be. And Lisanne had graduated from Deventer. So Chris had earned her degree in cultural social education with a specialization in art education, and Lisanne got her degree in applied psychology. They worked with each other at a restaurant slash cafe, and just a few weeks before leaving for Panama, they moved in together. Both girls were described as intelligent, passionate, and clearly adventurous. The two were finally on their big trip to Panama that they had been planning and saving up for about six months. Their trip was to serve as both a vacation and a service trip. They planned to sightsee and hike while also learning Spanish and volunteering on mission trips to help the local children. Where is where's Panama? South America. Oh, okay. So, the girls arrived in Panama on March 15th, 2014. According to allthatinteresting.com, the girls had spent their first two weeks of their trip hiking through the Panamanian jungle on a backpacking mission trip. The next leg of the trip was to spend four weeks with a host family learning Spanish while volunteering at a local school. That sounds fun. Yeah, that would be a really cool opportunity. They had something like that in my high school where, like, you could go stay with a host family to learn more Spanish. I always thought that sounded like a lot of fun. It's just expensive. Yeah, it is true. The best way to learn a language is to fully just submerge yourself into it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be really cool to do. Mm -hmm. So they arrived in Boquette, Chiriqui. Again, I hope I'm saying that right. On March 29th to stay with their host family. Chris and Lisanne kept their friends and families updated on their trip through Facebook posts where they talked about their activities and shared photos. On April 1st, the girls shared a post about their plans to tour the local village and that they actually had breakfast with two other Dutchmen they just met according to allthatinteresting.com. That's pretty random. I know. The odds of meeting two other people from where you're from is... That's so far too. Yeah. Like that's a long flight. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Panama. Pretty. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sorry. You're good. The girls then decided to go on a hike on the Pianista Trail and took their host family's dog named Asul with them. The Pianista Trail is a, quote, well-traveled area through heavily wooded, rugged terrain along the border of Costa Rica, end quote, according to medium.com. 
The forest surrounds the Beru volcano, and it's not very far from the village of Boquet. It was only a one-day hike, so the girls only packed a few essentials like swimsuits, sunglasses, and a camera, according to Medium.com. Is that an, is that an active volcano? I don't know. Okay. Not sure. I was just curious. <laughs> I didn't read that it was or wasn't, so we could find that out later. At around 11 a.m., they waved goodbye to their host family and set off on their hike. However, as hours passed and nightfall set in, only the family dog, Azul, returned home. The host family became worried since there were no signs of the girls anywhere. They looked around their home in the village, but decided to wait until morning to notify the police just in case they showed up. By the morning of April 2nd, The girls had missed a tour they scheduled with a guide who was going to show them around the village, and the texts they both had frequently sent their parents had stopped. That morning, they were reported missing. Oh, God, that's so scary. I know. Especially out in a jungle. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Such an unknown. Yeah, that's been a, a big fear of mine, like with all the hikes I've done in my life, just being lost and not knowing where to go yeah it's terrifying and it's not that hard to do yeah pretty quickly there was an aerial search of the forest and many locals searched the village and surrounding forest area as well by april 6 chris and lisanne's parents arrived in panama with police and detectives from the netherlands oh wow yeah they came in with as much resources as possible that's pretty awesome, though, that the the locals even helped out that much for people that they don't even know. Yeah, because who would know the jungle better? Oh, yeah, that's true, too. So it's super helpful. So there was a huge team, and the search was extensive. There were scent dogs, local police, emergency aircrafts, along with the help of the locals and native tribes, according to allthatinteresting.com and medium.com. Wow. Yeah, a lot of help. Their parents offered a $30,000 reward to anyone who had information about their location. Dang. Yeah, this was serious. The search went on for 10 days, but there was no sign of them. According to medium.com, the only piece of potential evidence was that the girls had eaten breakfast with two unidentified men, but there wasn't much to go off of from that. The Dutchmen. Yes, that was just like the last time any people really saw them besides their host family, and they didn't know who those guys were. But they didn't. It took a while to track them down and identify them. So that was like maybe a potential piece of evidence, but they just didn't know what other places to search, like where Mm. to take the next steps. Mm -hmm. The search turned from days into weeks. Search efforts were beginning to lessen, but finally, 10 weeks later, police were given a huge piece of evidence. A local woman had found a blue backpack in a rice paddy that was located along the river near the village Alto Romero. Inside it, the police found two pairs of sunglasses, $83, Lisanne's passport, two bras, a water bottle, a camera, and both of the girls' phones. Oh, gosh. The police immediately searched the camera and phones for information about what could have happened to the girls, 
and what they found was heartbreaking, confusing, and disturbing. For the phones, Medium.com stated that they had still been in service for 10 days after the girls had gone missing. Even worse, there were 77 attempted phone calls to 911 or 112. Oh, gosh. Which, for those of you who don't know, 112 is the European version of 911. The first phone call was made to 112 at 4.39 p.m. on April 1st, which was only a few hours after they had started their hike. Unfortunately, due to the jungle, the girls could never get service. The phone logs show that from April 1st through the 6th, the phones were turned on and calls were attempted, then they would turn their phones off again to preserve battery. Lisanne's phone died first by April 5th or 6th. However, the strange thing was that Chris's phone was attempted to be unlocked multiple times until April 11th. Whoever was attempting to unlock it was putting in incorrect PIN numbers. By April 11th, the final phone was dead. The next thing police recovered were the photos on the camera that belonged to Lisanne. If you're interested in seeing some of the photos from the camera, I will be posting them on our social media accounts. So the police saw normal photos of the girls together at the beginning of their hike and a few photos of them at the Continental Divide. They were able to tell that by the late afternoon, the girls had hiked past the lookout point, which is where most hikers typically turn around, according to medium.com. The next set of photos is still unexplainable. On April 8th, between 1 and 4 a.m., over 90 photos were taken with flash. Mm. According to allthatinteresting.com, those photos showed, quote, the girls' belongings spread out on rocks, plastic bags, and candy wrappers, oddly piled mounds of dirt, and a mirror, end quote. The heck? It was just like no explanation. There, it didn't make sense to them. That is weird. Mm-hmm. The photos also showed that the girls must have been next to a ravine or cliff. One of the most eerie photos was the back of Chris's head, which was identified to be her due to her light red hair. However, police have no clue if she was alive or not when the photo was taken. Oh, goodness. It's just like a super up close of her hair. Mm-hmm. So I have that photo that I'll post as well. So the police questioned possible circumstances like, did she hurt her head and use the camera as a mirror to see if she was injured? Mm-hmm. But they have no idea ultimately. Some articles say people can see blood in the photo of her head, but I personally can't, so you can look at it and let us know what you think. Another strange piece of information was that a photo numbered 509 was deleted and could not be recovered. According to medium.com, this deleted photo was between the last daylight photo taken on April 1st and the first night photo taken on April 8th. Mm. Police continued questioning the many possible reasonings for these photos. Some believed they were trying to use the flash of the camera for light or to signal help. That's what I was thinking. 
but others believed maybe it wasn't Chris or Lisanne taking the photos at all and someone else was involved. Uh, yeah, yeah. This stuff, like, is so confusing to me in so many ways, like emotionally mm-hmm. and just logically. Just so many questions. Like, there is. So many questions. Especially after hearing about so many different stories, you want to believe it was them searching for help, but at the same time... There's always that element of this is so strange and yeah. eerie. Yeah, like doesn't what's the purpose right. of some like a normal person doing this? Mm-hmm. And just the time frame of things, stuff like that. But what's also the purpose of some weirdo doing it? Like I don't know. Exactly. There's just anything. no explanation. <sighs> all right. With the discovery of all that evidence, police increased searches again along Culebra Cut to see if they could discover anything else in that area. Because that's where the backpack was found. Yeah. About two months later, police began to find the remains of Chris and Lisan. Two months. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. A pelvic bone and a hiking boot with a foot still inside of it were recovered. (sighs) They both belonged to Lisan. That's oh my gosh. They also found clothing like Chris's denim shorts on top of a rock. Altogether, they found around 33 bones scattered. Gosh. DNA testing was able to confirm they belonged to Lisanne and Chris. What year was this again? I'm sorry. This happened in 2014. Okay. All of the bones that belonged to Lisanne still had pieces of flesh attached to them, which was a natural part of the decomposition process. So this was normal. Mm Mm-hmm. But an unsettling discovery was that Chris's bones were bright white and they looked like they had been bleached, according to allthatinteresting.com. The hell? A Panamanian forensic anthropologist observed her bones and stated, quote, There are no discernible scratches of any kinds on the bones, neither of natural nor cultural origin. There are no marks on the bones at all, end quote. So it's like, not natural like they were put in some type of acidic solution Mm -hmm. did somebody do that was there something really bad in the water like in the ground yeah it's not explainable so police were just continuously left with questions the first theory was that their deaths were sadly due to the circumstance they were in It is very likely that the girls got lost in the jungle and starvation and thirst could have worn them down and they could have gotten injured. Mm -hmm. Many theories on this possibility is that Chris might have fallen and seriously injured herself or died and Lisanne was documenting where they were when it happened. Uh, Okay. Because the photos show that they're basically at a ravine, like you can see a drop off. Mm -hmm. So police theorize that She had passed away and couldn't be saved or was injured and couldn't be reached. So Lisanne took a ton of photos to hopefully use them as a way to identify her location if she could get help. Yeah. And that's also kind of goes along with the fact that uh, Chris's phone still had battery and someone was punching in the wrong pin to get into it. Yeah, that's sort of what that was. So like that's, she died first and mm-hmm. she was trying to get access to it because her phone was already dead. Mm-hmm. So that would be the reasoning for all of those photos in the dark during a three hour time frame. 
Mm-hmm. However, police cannot truly rule out foul play. Yeah. There have been multiple murders near this hiking trail. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. And, and they weren't told about this? The police or the girls? The girls. Oh, I mean, I don't know if you know that right away going into a hiking trail. Yeah, but you'd think the, I don't know. You'd hope the locals are like telling people or something. Yeah. That would be, uh, I would not be hiking a trail if I knew people were getting murdered there. Probably not, but it's also a famous trail. Mm. And if they just got lost on accident, it might have been out of their control. I don't know. Yeah. So back to that kind of dangerous hiking trail. In February of 2017, an American named Catherine Johannet, who had recently graduated from Columbia University, was found strangled to death on a hiking trail only 35 miles away from where the remains of Lisanne and Chris were found. So some crazy woodman is living in the jungle and just killing people? Essentially, yeah. And never still hasn't been caught? Like you haven't seen anything? to this I thing? haven't seen anything. The only thing I... So this is an unsolved mystery? Can I finish the story, Dylan? No. <laughs> you know I don't like those. I don't know what to tell you. These <laughs> ah, always leave me so unsatisfied. I'm sorry. But with that more recent murder... The FBI at the time joined the investigation since they believed they might have found a potential connection between them. It was suggested that there was a possible serial killer in the area. So You don't say. That's all and that's the end of it. I mean, my next point is that the case still remains unsolved. <laughs> but... I don't know. Suggested that there's a serial killer. I don't know if anything came out of the FBI joining the investigation since they think they had found a potential connection between Chris and Lisanne's death and then a few years later, Catherine's. Mm -hmm. I don't know what came out of that. I couldn't find anything that said that it was proven or disproven or if it's (sighs) still under investigation. But. I do know that none of the articles I read said that their deaths were concluded as like an accident. They're still left open. That's pretty far apart though, 2014 and 2017. But I can't remember the exact number, but there's a lot of... Murders. There's more murders. That was just like what I read that got the FBI involved. Yeah. Correlated cases that... Mm-hmm. <sighs> so... You guys can tell us what you think your opinion is. Was it just an accident? Please someone solve this so I can be happy. Or is there someone out there? Either way, it's heartbreaking. I couldn't imagine. That's so scary. Yeah, no. I mean. And you're at such a prime time in your life. You just graduated from college. Mm-hmm. Just going on a trip to enjoy your life before you start your the next part of your journey and then some butthead decides to do something stupid to people who are just living their life. Or just an accident. I don't know. The bone thing. 
Yeah, I don't. I just there's no explanation. I don't and know. The pictures. I don't know. It seems strange. Yeah. It seems strange. It's very strange. It doesn't, it definitely doesn't seem like a normal circumstance. I'm also questioning like, uh, why they wouldn't pass the lookout point. Yeah. Maybe they were forced to. It's true. Cause I feel like you said they hiked later in the day or. No, early, but by like they left for their hike at 11 Mm AM with their host family's dog. They'd only packed for a one day trip. So they weren't going out there with the expectation of staying the night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm also questioning like why they went past the lookout. And by 439 that day, they were already calling for help. Yeah. Yeah. That also means that maybe someone wasn't with them because they had the ability to use their phones to call for help. Yeah. It's so weird. But then the other theory is that, you know, those photos maybe were taken by somebody else and it was somebody else punching in pin numbers to the phone. Yeah. Because they don't know who did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really don't know. I know. It's very unsettling and heartbreaking. Yeah. Because either way, it's just sad. Mm Mm-hmm. Very. But, yeah, that is an unsolved case and i'm sorry dylan but with this case dylan and i have talked about kind of including a new idea we've done it a little bit before Mm -hmm. but with these stories and cases there's sometimes some really helpful information you can take away from an experience yeah like that So, with this case, I wanted to include some outdoor hiking or other adventuring safety tips because I know Dylan and I like to go on hikes and there have been a few situations where we have gotten a little bit lost. Yeah, that's actually true. I've been lost quite a few times. We got lost not that long ago and it was scary. (laughs) (laughs) We literally got back to our Airbnb Right as soon as the sunset. Like it was, yeah, getting like pitch black. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it was a bonding experience. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Luckily though, we had service. So I think you're going to go over tips for things that if like, if you don't have service or what to do, if you know you won't have service. Yeah, Yeah. I have a few things I found. I did a little bit of research to give you guys the best tips. So... With warmer weather coming up, I also feel like this is a really good time to remember these things. Mm -hmm. So the first resource I came across was an app you can download from the App Store and Google Play, and it's called Cairn Hiking and Safety Tracking. I hope I'm saying that right. It's Mm C-A-I-R-N. I think that's Cairn. I don't know if that's a hiking term or something, I just have no clue. I'm not, I'm just a casual hiker. I'm not some crazy backpacker. So I don't know if that means something, but it's C-A-I-R-N. And just to make note, this isn't sponsored, but I think it's a really, really cool app. So this app specializes in three valuable points, safety tracking and alerts, cell coverage and navigation. 
So for the safety tracking and alerts, you create something called a safety circle, which is a list of emergency contacts that you put in there. And with it, you can send a message about where you plan on going and around what time you plan on getting back. If for some reason you don't check in and are overdue for your arrival back home or to your car, it will notify those in your safety circle. That's pretty awesome. So you don't even have to worry about trying to message someone if you're in some serious type of trouble. Like It if, sends out an automated message. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, so they get a message. Like It looks like a, it's kind of like a texted format. Like It says, hey, I'm going to hike this trail. Like It'll give the name of the trail. Mm-hmm. And I plan to be home by 7 p.m., and if by 7 p.m. you haven't like checked in on the app, it will send a notification. Yeah. And another cool thing on their website, and I'm sure maybe if your friends who are in your safety circle download the app, maybe there's a resource in it as well. But it, there is a what to do if my loved one hasn't returned or checked in. Wow. So you can even figure out like what steps to take next yeah. if you're in someone's safety circle. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's really it's really smart. Mm-hmm. This uh, feature also provides real-time tracking so those in your safety circle can see your progress and the amount of time re- you have remaining on your hike. Mm. The next feature that I think is really cool is finding cell service on the trail, which would have been a pretty big takeaway from this story. Mm-hmm. Um So others who use the app notify it about the locations they were able to get cell service. So the app user can look at the map, see the highlighted areas that people were able to get service and can get to them to make a check-in or a call. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, like I looked at their website and it like shows like what your screen would look like and it has like blue circles all over the trail Mm. where you can get cell service and you can just like follow it to get to one of those spots. Nice. So their website says, quote, Cairn is the only place you'll find this specific sort of crowdsourced information for the outdoors, end quote. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty innovation technology. (laughs) That's not proper grammar, innovative (laughs) technology, but it came out. You get the point. (laughs) Yeah. It's sort of like ways where they use user feedback Mm -hmm. to gather their data. Yeah. Yeah. Have this for... People who are using that sounds mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Yeah. So lastly, the app has a navigation feature. With it, you can download maps from all around the world and use them offline. And their website says, quote, our proprietary algorithm uses your speed, trail distance, and elevation change to calculate your ETA on thousands of trails worldwide, end quote. That's cool. Yeah. So you can use this app anywhere. It's a really good resource if you hike or backpack alone. Mm-hmm. This app, one of its you know main goals is to encourage people to do that because for some people that's you know their passion, their hobby. So it gives kind of that safety feature. And even if you're in a group or whatever, if you're a pro hiker, not so pro hiker. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. So that kind of sums up the Cairn app. And I am definitely going to download it and use it on (laughs) whatever our next big hike is going to be. Yeah, honestly, that is really useful. Yeah. And if you guys want to sponsor us, you know. Yeah, I hope I'm saying it right. C-A-I-R-N. Okay. Karen. Yeah. Super cool. That is cool. 
Yeah. So that's kind of like my big, really cool discovery I found. But some other helpful tips, of course, are to know the hours of daylight you're going to have so you can plan to end your hike before it gets dark. That is a good one. Yeah. Because as I just mentioned, yeah, we got stuck almost in the dark and that would have just made everything so much more challenging. Every time I've been lost on a hike, it happened when it was dark because mm-hmm. we were trying to follow a trail. It's a pretty thin trail got dark i literally couldn't see the trail we walked off the trail demon notice until like two hours later when we're like we should probably be at our car now yeah that's terrifying yeah and it's not hard to do no we even had flashlights on Mm -hmm. and still lost it so yeah so definitely plan ahead so another kind of piece of advice is to pack portable charger if you plan on using your phone as a navigator Mm mm-hmm Dress and pack for the type of hike or outdoor activity you are going on. Yeah. I'd Where, say hiking shoes are a big one. Shoes. Yeah. Good shoes. So if you're going on a 10 mile day hike, don't just pack a granola bar. Pack your backpack with water, filling foods that will give you energy, changes of clothes or socks, a first aid kit, and other things like that. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, always overpack a little in case anything were to happen. Yeah. So even short hikes require planning. So always be prepared, make lists, research the trails or areas you plan on going, notify others what your plans are, follow trails if you can. I know it's easy to get lost, but stick to them and obviously have fun and make it an adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Also on bigger trip or bigger hikes, like if you know you're going to be out for a while, I'd say like even having satellite phones or emergency Things like that, like yeah, that no matter where you're at, you can still contact someone. Yeah, because from like snowboarding and stuff, I know people who do backcountry have like satellite phones on them That's at smart. all times, so that no matter where they're at, they can always make a call. There's also tracking beacons that you can use, uh, so that no matter where you're at, you can be found at the exact location. So if you're like a hardcore hiker, those are things that I know of personally that people use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say just with all the research I did, everyone says going on a hike requires planning. Yeah. Those who fail to plan, plan to fail. (laughs) (laughs) And and just in my experience, it's always better just to have a few extra snacks or like a change of socks Mm -hmm. or an extra sweatshirt because you just dress in layers. Like you just don't know. Yeah, that's, you know, (laughs) (laughs) if you're not going on a treacherous hike, something to keep your feet feeling good i don't know yeah that's another reason why we were lost (laughs) maybe (laughs) (laughs) we were following the signs it just didn't help that on our trail it was ended up being closed off by a giant gate yeah that was confusing so so yeah (laughs) was that all your thingies yes those are all my helpful tips on hiking so if you guys have any more questions or any tips you want to share or any cool hikes you plan on going on let us know yeah we're always open to all this stuff so yeah if you guys ever want to reach out always just pm uh, our facebook and instagram for and tiktok for the true time pages at true time podcast and then for Avery's personal Instagram and uh, TikTok is at Avery E. Hamill. That's me. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, let us know if you guys like that because that's something we talked about integrating in. Yeah. So. Trying to 
find cool apps or websites or gadgets, tips, yeah, just anything that maybe might pertain to our story that would make you feel more comfortable going out into the world after learning. Yeah, yeah, because these things can be scary, so it's good to walk away with something you can do to help hopefully negate those or help mitigate those things happening to you. Yeah. Should we do our question of the day? I think we should. Okay. So we were talking about our cat that we're getting. Yes. This will be our first animal we're getting as grownups. So we would like to ask the question of what is the first animal you ever bought as a grownup? Like that was all your responsibility. You bought it like you have your own place. That's your animal. That animal relies on you, depends on you. Yes. What type of animal? What's its name? How did it go? Yes. How did it go? Over your head. (laughs) (laughs) So that's our biggest thing because this little kitty is going to be our first cat together. And I'm so excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. We'll definitely have to keep you guys updated. We have some big plans with him. Mm -hmm. We saw like the TikTok cat that travels all around the world. Yes. The dude takes on hikes and stuff. So we're going to have a hiking cat. Oh, yes. Our cat is going on hikes with us. Absolutely. So if you have any tips for that as well. Let us know. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Again, we appreciate Mm -hmm. all of you so much for taking the time to listen, to comment on anything, to share everything. So thank you. I hope you all have maybe some warm weather this week. Spring's coming up. So get outside if you can. Be safe. And we will see you next Monday. Alrighty. Bye. Goodbye, everyone.